Welcome to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. If you're thinking of starting a small business, you're already running one, or you're responsible for marketing a small business, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly as Crash Course Marketing Academy founder Gayla Zoes helps you make sense of today's mind-boggling array of marketing options. So sit back, relax, and get ready to cut through the confusion because the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast is starting now. Hey, everybody. My name is Gayla Zoes, and you are listening to episode 42 of the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a great resource for business owners that's right here in your backyard, that is, if you live in Middle Tennessee like I do, and that's the Tennessee Small Business Development Center at Volunteer State Community College, just northeast of Nashville in Gallatin, Tennessee. Now, if you don't live in Middle Tennessee, I'll tell you there's a small business development center near you. It's probably on a college campus in your area. Joining me to talk about the TSBDC, as it's known, is Charles Alexander, the center's director, and a frequent guest on this podcast. Charles provides one-on-one consulting sessions, and he teaches seminars to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses. In addition to business consulting, Charles has also started and grown his own full-time enterprise, which makes him an entrepreneur in his own right. In this episode, you'll hear Charles talk about everything the TSBDC can offer, but you're going to get something a little extra. You're going to hear him talk about the most common reasons small business owners give him for not taking advantage of the assistance the center provides. The reasons people say no may surprise you, or maybe they'll sound familiar. Either way, this powerful resource is here for you, and Charles makes a great case for why you should use it. Let's listen in. Charles Alexander, how are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Thank you for joining me, Charles. Thank you for having me. (sighs) You are a frequent guest on this podcast, okay? Now, you, you've done, I think, more shows with me than just about anybody else. But for the people Ooh, just joining us... Take that, number two. <laughs> let's start off with a little information about you. Okay. So I'm interested in, in your talking about your background and how you found your way to your role at the Small Business Development Center. So I have been at the Small Business Development Center for, gosh, since 2007, so... Uh, around 15 years, and I have been the only employee of the Small Business Development Center here that entire time. Small Business Development Centers are all over the state. They're all over the country. There's several hundred of them, and every one of them are located at a college or university. So for me to find this place, uh, it didn't even exist when I first heard about it here uh, where, you know, you and I are. Uh, I was working at a large franchise or, but I was training small business owners on how to run their new, uh, you know, fire and water cleanup franchise, serve pro. And my, my skills that just happened to match what they were looking for over here. And it is by far one of the best jobs anybody could ever have. What I get to do is offer free one-on-one business coaching sessions for anybody that owns a business or even people that want to start a business. 
And then we teach a wide variety of topics for small business owners to grow their business, to learn how to work on their business instead of in it, learn how to generate referrals through marketing, learn how to use QuickBooks, a ton of cool things that that they don't have to pay for in most cases. Well, that is that is a, a very good service. So who, who tend to be your target customers? Are they entrepreneurs? Correct. So entrepreneurs or would-be entrepreneurs. A lot of the small business owners I work with, and people always get hung up on with, well, I don't know if I'm small. According to the SBA, if you have below uh, 500 employees, you're small. Now, granted, that's a little larger than the ones I deal with on average. A lot of the business owners I work with will have between 5 and 15 or 10 and 20 employees. Uh, and there's several solopreneurs in the mix as well, people that have been open a couple of years to 10 or 15 years. And then the flip side of that, we also offer these same services for would-be entrepreneurs, people that would like to start a business. The only thing we ask them to do is to attend an on-demand workshop first that answers most of the questions they have about starting a business and then create several new ones they didn't know they had. So assuming they're still gung-ho about it after taking that hour and a half uh, very detailed workshop, uh, then we set up a one-on-one appointment with them as well and kind of walk them through the steps of what it takes to start a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like really, really um, very needed services. And I'm wondering... Do you have any data on what percentage of the entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs actually find their way to work with you? Not nearly enough. So on average, I will probably meet with about 150 different people throughout the course of the year, which is a lot. Uh, But if you take a look at, let's just say where we are here in Sumner County, how many small businesses are there? And it depends. That data is really skewed. It's it, I've seen it as high as 15,000 businesses. So what's 150 out of 15,000? A 1% of a 1% type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's So not nearly enough. Uh, and that's that's part of being, I guess, a, a, a well-kept secret, which is not, not good for when I try to tell you how great I am at marketing. We need to do a better job of that here and make sure more folks know that this exists. Well, I, th- that's really what I want to talk about on this episode. The Small Business Development Center is offering a really powerful service that's a great value, but there, but there might be people who, who would resist using it. And so I've asked you to come up with the five objections to working with the Tennessee Small Business Development Center that you hear most often. And you've done that. You've come up with five excuses, basically, that explain why people say they don't need the help that you provide. And so let's go through these one by one. I I think they're really, they're interesting. Okay. Let's do it. The first one, I'm not a startup. (laughs) I get that one. (laughs) People will want to make a referral to me. Say, oh, but they're not a startup. They've been open for like, I don't know, a year and a half. So you probably can't help them. Yeah, they've been open a year and a half. I'm way too, way too rudimentary to be able to dig in there and help them identify whatever the root cause of an issue is and solve it. Now, most of the businesses, I have, this is my data, 70% of the people I work with are in business. 
That's the people that we want to work with the most because they have already gotten a proof of concept. They've already made some money and now they're hitting their first or 28th set of obstacles. And that is a continuous thing that entrepreneurs face from day one until they retire, sell, or, you know, go, go to the big small business in the sky, so to speak. What we do is help you not just, you already know or what, the symptoms are, so to speak. We help you identify what's causing it. You know, if you don't have cash in the bank, is it a cash flow issue or is it a sales issue? You, you know, not not generating the revenue that we want. Is it is it a marketing issue? We don't. We're not getting enough done throughout the course of a day. Do you have processes, procedures? Do you have the people? We work mostly with businesses that are beyond the startup phase, and I have done a terrible job, apparently, of explaining that to people. Well, I, I, I just think that, um, you know, people have preconceived notions about what, what, bi- what small business development means and what the scope of activities that, fall, that falls into that container, so to speak, what that means. But, but, the, but the second objection that you've listed here, I think is super interesting. And that objection is... I don't want the government in my business. Man. Talk about how that comes up and 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 how you how you respond to that. Well, people mean we're government funded. So part of the funding we get is from the Small Business Administration. That's federal government. So who funds the federal government? That's a question. Oh, well, of course we do. Correct. You and China. So great. And the other ah. half I get I'll go out and, you know, raise throughout the business community. Ball State will throw in a couple of bucks and then, you know, uh, city government, county government, a bunch of different people. And with that, you know, the only catch to working with a small business development center, say Gala, if you have grown your business, if you have invested dollars, if you have hired people, we'll follow up and ask you, did you do that? If you say yes, we put it into a confidential report. We do not report on who we are working with. But these people that give us money, you know, stakeholders, an overused term, they, they want to know that we're actually doing something. And it's not even us taking credit for the work. It's just saying people are using the services and then they're getting these results. You know, may, not all because of us, but partly our help pushed them there. And unfortunately, people get the mindset of, I don't know, uh, maybe they're they're a little, you know, they they play around with their taxes a little more than they're supposed to or they're not following certain rules on employees versus contractors. And they think coming to us will expose all of that or worse yet. They just, you know, people just sometimes don't like the government for political reasons or whatever else. We're not that we're just regular, regular. We're, you know, very good at what we do. We're business coaches that can help you through it in it's using the money you've already paid in. And a lot of people love to complain about not getting a return on investment with their tax dollars. I understand it. This is one area you should be taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. All right. The next objection is another one that makes me chuckle, and that is, I'm a little too advanced for that. Yeah, Talk see, about that one. Yeah, our problem, okay, so we're a six-figure business. Great. A lot, most are. Uh, but we, you know, I, I don't know that you can really help us here. We're looking for... They never say this, but we're looking for a quick fix. Can you tell us how to generate uh, 10x our leads overnight? Well, no, that's not really a thing. We got to go back to these foundations. Well, never mind. I'm just a little too advanced for that. Mm-hmm. that. That's usually where that comes into play. People that want time management techniques 
without ever having to actually manage their time. And once you explain to them that they're going to have to make a fundamental change, instead of saying, you know what, you're right, I'm going to have to break down a few things and take a step back to take a step forward, they just like to use the cute term, well, we're a little... We're a little beyond what you can help us with over there at the community college. Mm -hmm. At this point, we have seen and heard about everything there is to see in here. And if some cases, uh, you know, something may be too advanced for us, guess what? We know people that know people. And we can put you in touch with the right ones that will be able to help you solve your problem. But more times than not, I'm when somebody says I'm a little too advanced for it, what they generally mean is I'm not going to go do the fundamental work on the front end, build the foundation before we move forward. I need, uh, I need FinFin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's look at the uh, the fourth uh, item on the list, which is uh, one that we've actually talked about in in our cringeworthy phrases mm-hmm. series, and that's just I'm I'm just so busy. Talk about. I'd that. love to come meet with you, Charles, but we're just so busy. Uh, busy. Are you making more revenue than you've ever made? No, we're actually down a little bit. Then you need to stop the busy work because it's not making you money. You need to make whatever it is, 45 minutes to do a Zoom call. There's no excuse anymore. Post-COVID, I have offered people in-person, Zoom, or phone. Everybody selects Zoom at this point. They they still want to see, they want to get body language down a little bit, get some eye contact in, but they're willing to sacrifice the three-dimensional version of Charles Alexander uh, and not have to spend whatever it may be, half an hour or an hour in their car to come over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so busy, yeah, we're all busy. We're all overscheduled. We're, do- we're doing it wrong. I got it. I'm right there with you. I've got three kids at the house and we're, we're doing everything all the time. Uh, I've got a full-time job and a full-time business and I still try to, you know, take the wife out on a date once in a blue moon and go to the gym. We're all busy. But when we're talking about finding areas of your business that need improvement or, or making more money, that's the things you make time for. You know, that brings to mind for me that there's a term I've seen on social called a help rejecting complainer. And if somebody is unwilling, if they come, you know, if they have a problem, but they, you know, they just want to complain about it, but they're not open to actually doing anything to fix it, then I think they fall into that help rejecting complainer category. I've never heard that, but that is a fantastic way to put it. Well, I... I had this issue. Well, here's 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 the solution. Well, that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Thanks anyways. <laughs> thanks anyways. That should have almost been in our uh, buzzworthy thing. Well, thanks anyways. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the fifth item and the last item on our list here, I already have a coach or a mentor. Right. Talk about that. I am pro coach, pro mentors. You go out and hire somebody, not just somebody who's in your industry that's kind enough to spend a little time with you for a cup of coffee. I mean, pay somebody. I found out the hard way, Gayla, that I am my own worst client. So as I kept trying to grow my business, I would counsel myself. And then I would come up with all these reasons why I couldn't listen to myself. So I had to go out and hire my own business coach, meet with him a couple times a month, pay him real dollars. And guess what? I do things that he tells me to do. Here's the caveat. Even though you already have a coach or a mentor, we might look at something from a different angle that they haven't seen, or maybe we'll reinforce something they've already told you to validate the thing you aren't doing. There is no, there's no way that somebody will spend an hour, 45 minutes uh, with a small business development center coach 
and then come up short and say that wasn't worth it. It just never happens. It's a sec. Consider it a second opinion, if you will, or maybe a different area of expertise that the current coach or mentor doesn't have. But it will not. You. Nobody ever says it. Nobody ever does and says, "Oh, that was a waste of my time." It's always, "I wish I'd have done this sooner." Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I think uh, I think that that that's a great segue into my next question. And that's I, I want you to tell me about a time when you heard one of these objections, one of the five we've talked about, or another objection from somebody who later ended up using the service and benefiting greatly from it. Talk about that. The, uh, the fourth one, the I'm, I'm so busy one, it, they're all, I've got probably stories for all of them, but the, the, the one where I'm just so busy, uh, I've seen several of those. I mean, I've even seen a few. I've got rising star award winners. Every year we hand out an award to somebody who uses our services and you know, grows their business. <clears throat> but several of them, you know, it took having to follow up with them once, twice, three times because uh, they were, you know, just so busy doing whatever else they may be, uh, and then once they discover that they'll make, you know, once they'll make a little time, and then even, you know, we're flexible, work with you through uh, email, even if need be. Uh, a lot of, of the folks that you know ha- have fallen into that category, our success stories, uh, take that advice, and you know, they change the way they market, they change the way they develop a system, they change the way. They manage their cash flow, and it's it's that that's the most common one. I'm just so busy. Once folks can kind of get over the fact that we're all busy, we're all overwhelmed, we all have things. Uh, once they can get past that, they they're usually pretty happy with the services they can get from us. That's awesome. All right, it's time for our key takeaway, Charles. What advice do you have for small business owners who are thinking? about using the services of the Tennessee Small Business Development Center, but are feeling resistance about getting started. Tell you what, easiest way to do is go to our website, tsbdc.org. Yes, I know that's a mouthful. Look at the other success stories. They're on there. I said the uh, advice we give is confidential, but a few folks will let us brag on them uh, and see what they've had to say. Take a look through some of the workshops that we've got. If you don't have time to attend one online or in person, we have several that are on demand. Go through one or two that you feel like you need assistance with, and you're going to see very quickly this can be something that you benefit from. And then once you get a comfort level with that, uh, you know, go, go online, sign up for the counseling. It's not something that's hard to do. You don't have to make uh, an appointment five weeks in advance. You don't have to go through some health screening check. It's it's simple. You answer a couple of questions, and then we can hop on the phone, do a Zoom call, whatever, and it will it'll always be worth your time. Well, I think that's uh, that's great advice, Charles. Thank you so much for joining me today. Gayla, you have an awesome day. Are you having trouble coming up with content for your website? Your troubles are over. The Website Content Quick Start course delivers exactly what you need to create a content plan for a simple website. It's fast, it's easy, and it works. All for just $99. The Website Content Quick Start course. Great content is closer than you think. Learn more at CrashCourseMarketingAcademy.com. Thank you for listening to the Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not leave a review? It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback. And speaking of feedback, if there's a topic you would like Gala to address on the podcast, let us know. Just drop us an email at info at crashcoursemarketingacademy.com. The Crash Course Marketing Academy podcast will be back next week with more straight talk about marketing your small business. Until then, 